You're about to hear a sermon by Pastor Jeff Pruer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God in Henderson, North Carolina. For more information about this church and our ministry, please visit us online at freedomlifecog.org. Let's get a glimpse at what's coming up. See, I believe God can do stuff I can't do. I believe God can do stuff that don't make no sense. I believe God can make a way where there is no way. I believe God calls the Red Sea to part and the children of Israel walk over on dry land. Some folk laugh at that. I believe God did it. I believe he turned water into wine. I believe he opened blinded eyes, caused lame folk to get up off cots and leave. I believe he fed 5,000 uh, with a few loaves and fishes. I believe he raised Lazarus from the dead. And I believe whatever's going on in your life, even now, even somebody shout even now. I believe we're in a now season. Somebody shout now. Even now God can do something. You're listening to Right Now Word with Pastor Jeff Pruer. Let's get right into this message. Let's look at our scripture this morning. Let's look at John chapter 11. And let's look at verses 21 and 22. And this is the story of Lazarus. One of the most powerful stories in the Bible. A man dead four days and raised back to life. But we're kind of guilty of reading the story and saying, wow, that was great, but we fail to really deal with what the family's going through when they're, they're going through this time of sickness. Martha and Mary are crying out, they're sending for Jesus. Come, he whom thou lovest is sick. Somehow, for some reason, Jesus tarries. Now, I wanna say this before you read scripture, you'll never understand God and what he's doing. But you just got to trust him. Look at your neighbor and say, trust him. Because I'm, I'm like some of you out there. I feel like God has tarried sometime in my life. Am I preaching to anybody? Because, uh, you know, I got patience, but I want it right now, don't you? But God is teaching us that during the waiting period and during the time you think he's lingering, God is setting you up for a greater miracle. And the disappointments of life are just to let you know God's got power and he will show himself mighty. In verses 21, 22, Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother had not died. In other words, you have the power. You're a God that can stop death. She had faith to believe God could do anything. And, 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 but she said, but I know. Somebody shout, I know. Oh, church, you got to get this now. Do you really know? She said that I, she's talking about her brother's dead, four days in the tomb, everything's said and done. But she said, Lord, I know that even now, whatever you ask of God, he will give it to you. She said, I'm telling you, my faith is not dying. My brother might have died, but my faith didn't die. And I'm telling you, I believe that you're a God that in the midst where it looks terrible, looks like it can't, even now, my God can do great things. I got a fresh word for you this morning. You're going through some stuff. You've been through a lot of stuff. Even now, God says, I can do something great. Hallelujah. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. Would you move in this place? Let your word, anointed word leap from the pages of the book and from my lips. And let it lodge in the hearts of men and women. Let us realize that our God is an awesome God. And no matter what we've been through, what we've been fighting with, no matter how many disappointments, even now, God, you can do something. 
in Jesus' name. And everybody shouts amen. I believe this is a now season, don't you? And if I didn't preach anymore, but I just read that scripture where she said, I, things are bad. My brother's dead. He's in the tomb four days. The stones roll before the grave. But I believe even now you can do whatever God asked, uh, whatever you ask God of, he can do. Can I tell you today, we are closing down prayer way too soon. God is saying, keep on trusting me. You don't understand me, but keep on trusting because I'm not through. It ain't over yet. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If you get a hold of this, uh, this statement of faith, when you face adversity and every disappointment, every storm that comes to you, it's important to know in time of crises, regardless of what you're going through, it's just a setup for a breakthrough. Realize that no matter how hard it gets, you, no matter where you're at, no matter how it looks, there is hope because God is still on the throne. Can I give God praise this morning? Somebody shout, it ain't over yet. It looks over. Uh-oh, I said it looks over. Look at your neighbor say, it looks over. I got to tell you, it looks, but it ain't over yet. That's faith. Can you voice your faith and say, it's not over yet? Now, help me right here. Your marriage may be in divorce court, but even now, God can still do something. Your kids may have dropped out of school and are on drugs, but even now, God can do a great work. Your bills are due, and you don't even have a job, but even now, God can do a great work. The doctor's giving you a bad report. Am I witnessing to anybody? But even now, God can turn this thing around and bring glory out of the bad news. The, bad, the good news is the bad news is wrong. Hallelujah. And so, right where you're at right now, God can do something even now, in spite of what you're dealing with. After the bad report, after the doctor's report, after the tragedy, after all the stuff you've gone through. So don't put a period where God put a comma, because there is another chapter in your life. And there's no telling what this new chapter holds. Can I tell you, it's another season. It's a right now season, and God's getting ready to do a great work. So don't count God out. God is getting ready to do something. Uh, let God be God. Quit trying to tell God how to do it. And don't you let the devil convince you that just because it didn't happen the way you thought it should happen, that it's not going to happen. Sometimes you got to stand flat-footed and say, I don't understand it. It don't look like, but I still know God is God. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man he should repent. Have he said it, shall he not do it? Have he spoken it, shall he not make it? I don't understand it, but I know my God is an awesome God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Let me say this. You may have been praying for, for a job, but God may want to give you the entire business. Oh, don't look at me so funny now. I, I know we're limited in how we think. Uh, you may have been praying for God send enough money to pay your house payment. God might want to pay your house off. If you smirk at that, you don't know what kind of God I serve. Oh, somebody say amen. You've been praying for a raise, and God may want to make you the boss. <laughs> you may, you, you're mad because a loan fell through for a Volkswagen, and God's getting ready to give you a Cadillac. Can I get a witness out there? When Joseph dreamed of his brothers, his dream was his brothers bowing down to him. Never in his wildest imagination did he realize a whole nation would bow down to him. So let me say this. Are you ready for this? We're praying on believing and dreaming too small. What you're dreaming is not impossible. It's too small. Now this week I just kind of pulled up on the internet some of the great churches around the world. Now get ready to get your mind blown. 
Because we, we live in our little box. And we think if a church has 500 or 1,000, woo, God is blessed. Listen, this, uh, uh, in Seoul, Korea, they have 500,000 people a week to attend their church. You ought to give God a praise. In Nigeria, one of the churches, they got three, but, but, but one of the, and all these are Pentecostal churches, 250,000 uh, in attendance. In India, 225,000. In Indonesia, on their Sunday month, they have 140,000. They make Joel Osteen's church look little. Joel has 52,000. But, but, but uh, uh, did you know in Nigeria, they got one church or one auditorium that can seat, get this now, that can seat 100,000 people. That's the kind of God we serve. Brazil, 60,000. And, and one of the churches in Brazil so so large. It's so big. Are you ready for this? They have to have church seven days a week to accommodate everybody. That's the kind of God I serve. Amen. Did, did you know there's one place in Nigeria? This will blow you away. I, it's hard to believe. You know why? Because we've stopped believing how big God is. There is a place in Nigeria that can accommodate in one service one million people. Oh, now, now, that's the God we serve. I want somebody to say that's the kind of God I serve. We're dreaming too small. We're believing too small. God is an awesome God. America, we got to get back to believing that God is still on the throne. God is still awesome. And there ain't nothing too hard for God. Oh, can I get a witness out there? Do you believe he's here this morning to meet every need in this place? That means that no matter what you have need of in this house this morning, God can do it. Say it with me, God can do it. Oh, oh, you didn't get it. I said God can do it. Right now we need some Holy Ghost praise. I said God can do it. God can heal. God can deliver. God can set free. God can minister. God can turn it around. Right here in this service this morning, God can do it. You will believe. Can you stand to your feet, everybody in here? Let's get in one accord. Now let's give God some praise in this house. Hallelujah. My problem is not too big for God. My sickness is not too big for God. My situation is not too big. Clap your hands, everybody, and give the Lord praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you believe that? Look at your neighbor and say, do you believe that? Do you believe God's that big? 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 Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Uh, you might be seated if you can. We drag in here thinking God's a little bitty God. God can't do nothing. We got the devil on our back, and he's uh, uh, beating us up all week. Do you know who you are? You're a child of the Most High God. Amen. So life's disappointments do not have to be your defeats. They can be a springboard to something great. Maybe there's some things going wrong in your life now. You're just dreaming too small. When God can do exceedingly 
abundantly above all that we can think around. See, if we could ever get that, we get it here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, Pastor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if we ever get it in here, you will look at every situation and say, it's nothing too hard for God. Let me talk to you just a moment about disappointments. I don't care how much you read your Bible, how much you pray, how much you go to church, how holy you live, you're still going to have disappointments. Lazarus died. That's a fact. Now, there will be times stuff will not work out. There will be times your marriages do not make it and you do lose your job and your loved one does die and the loan falls through and the family co collapses and sitting in this congregation this morning are a lot of people that have a lot of scars that have not healed up. And you're letting the devil use those scars against you. I want to tell you, don't you let the scars of the past disappointment stop you from believing in the awesome God that is in your future. Amen. Now, I'm not preaching doubt. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm preaching reality. This is the real world, and there are real problems. And church got to get its head out of the sand and face the facts with faith. Amen. Just because you're saved and love the Lord don't make you immune to, to bad stuff. Some people believe wrong. They believe you serve God that you will have a perfect little life. All the kids will make straight A's. <laughs> the bills will always be paid on time. You'll never have any trouble. Everything will always go your way. Everybody will like you. Your back will never hurt. <laughs> you'll never have a toothache. You'll, ha you'll never have to face tragedy. Nobody in your family will ever get sick. You'll never get a speeding ticket. You'll never gain any weight. Christian folk get fat. <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> You'll never have a flat tire. Your, your, your car will never break. Wrong! You've got to face the real hard, cold facts of life. Those that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. While you're in the world, you will have tribulation. We've got to face trouble. We've got to fight trouble. But with trouble, we have faith to meet everything hell throws at us. i got news for you. You can believe God and still go through trouble. You can still have tests and trials and tribulation because your relationship with God does not make you immune to things all around you. Stuff happens. Say that with me. Stuff happens. I don't know why it happens, but stuff happens. It happens to good people. It happens to bad people. It happens to the rich people. It happens to the poor people. It happens to the black folk. It happens to the white folk. Oh, come on now. Stuff just happens. There is no faith suit you can put on to make you repel hard times. Faith will carry you through the trouble. Faith said you got to go in it, son. Faith gives you a pep talk. You got to face this, son. But I'm going with you. And if I go with you, I'll bring you out on the other side. Has anybody ever come out on the other side shouting the high praises of God? Have you come out through cancer? Have you come through divorce? Have you come through sickness? Have you come through all kinds of... Somebody shout, but I came through it. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. In spite of your relationship with God, in spite of your connection to the church, the fact you pay tithe, you sing in the choir, stuff happens. Say that with me. Stuff happens. Now, some people gauge their faith by what they don't have to go through. There was a movement years ago, and that's how they did it. Never been sick because I got faith. Never had family trouble because I got faith. And if you had faith, you wouldn't have family trouble. Never had my kids to get in trouble. And if you raise your kids like I raised my kids, they wouldn't be in trouble. Never had any marital problem because if, if, if you have faith like I do, it'll protect your marriage. And so we began to use that as a tool to beat people up. 
<laughs> but that's not how faith is measured. Uh, faith is measured not by what you've dodged and what you didn't go through. Faith is measured, are you ready? Of what you faced and what you went through, but you came out. Oh, that's the reason you can't let the devil shake your faith. You say, I, I wish I had a faith enough that I didn't have to go into that. You need to shout that you had faith to come out of it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And see, see, faith goes in the fire, but it doesn't get burned. Faith goes in the water, but it's not drowned. Faith goes in the flood, but it's not overcome. Real faith is gauged by how much you go through and you come out of it. And you're still here. You're still serving. You're still praising. You're still shouting. You're still believing. That's real faith. Now let me show you what real faith is. You have been through hell and high water. We have been through it. We had sicknesses and death and destruction and problems and pain. But listen, you showed up this morning. You know what your showing up says? Listen, that's how you work your faith. Slip your hand up and say, I made it through. I made it here. Hallelujah. Hell tried to stop me, but I made it. The enemy tried to destroy me, but I made it. I've been knocked down, but I had to get back up. And I'm telling you, as long as I have breath, I will praise the Lord. Give him praise in this house. Amen. So, so listen to me. It don't matter what you've been through. It's what, you, it's what you've come through. Lazarus died even though he had a relationship with Jesus. Verse 5 says, Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. When they sent for Jesus, they said, He whom thou lovest is sick. Jesus, the person you love, is in need. But Lazarus died. That's the real world. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that theology? Where does that fit in your religious box? I don't understand it. It's confusing, but stuff happens. But it doesn't mean that God fails you. See, you're seeing one side of it. God's seeing all the way through it. God has said, hold on now. It says, it says weeping may endure for the night, but joy coming in the morning. You may think it's the end right now. You may be getting ready to bury yourself right now, but the Lord said, uh-uh, this is not no place to die. He said, there's joy coming in the morning. I got a prophetic word for somebody. Somebody been going through some stuff. It's been dark a long time. The Lord said to tell you, your now season is about to happen. You're getting ready to come out. Hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord. It doesn't mean that God is not going to do something. You've got to hold on to your faith and say, as Martha, you, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Lord, you could have healed me. Lord, you could have did this. But, but, nevertheless, I believe that even now, even now, if I pray, God, you'll do something that'll blow my mind. Now, most folks would have said, what are you talking about, lady? Your, your brother is dead. I was a pallbearer. We buried him. The, the stone is rolled in front of the tomb. What are you talking about? See, people think we crazy. And, and listen, you ain't really got no faith to folk call you crazy. Oh, I'm helping you. You ain't really got no faith until somebody talk about you like a dog and say they are crazy. Till they laugh at you and talk about you under their breath and say that guy's crazy. God can't do that. I want to, don't you tell me what God can't do. 
Don't you tell me God is finished. Don't you tell me that God has given up on me. I know God is still on the throne. Somebody say, I know it. I know God is still able. I know God can do it. I'm hurting, but I know. I'm disappointed, but I know. I'm confused, but I know. She said, I still got faith. I know that even now, God, whatever you ask Jesus, you ask of God, he will do it because my God is never too late. There's still something God can do. I don't care how bad it is. God can still do something. Don't give up on God. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how long it's been. I believe God can do it. Now say this with me. I believe God can do it. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I believe, I believe, I believe God can do it. Now clap your hands to the Lord. See, I believe God can do stuff I can't do. I believe God can do stuff that don't make no sense. I believe God can make a way where there is no way. I believe God calls the Red Sea to part and the children of Israel walked over on dry land. Some folk laugh at that. I believe God did it. I believe he turned water into wine. I believe he opened blinded eyes, caused lame folk to get up off cots and leave. I believe he fed 5,000 with a few loaves and fishes. I believe he raised Lazarus from the dead. And I believe whatever's going on in your life, even now, even somebody shout even now. I believe we're in a now season. Somebody shout now. Even now God can do something. You may have buried it. You may have rolled the stone away and walked away. But even now, even now, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. No matter what has happened, no matter what has died, no matter what has been buried, I can still do something. Now, I honestly believe that if you read between these lines, there was a little bit of an attitude going on with Martha and Mary. Remember, Martha got up and went out there. I don't know if she went out there to tell him off. And Mary wouldn't even go out there. I don't know. That's just, I'm just reading between the lines. I thought he loved us. Where has he been? But all of a sudden, Martha's attitude broke, and she got a revelation. Oh, I got to help you right here. Because you can't get a revelation if you got an attitude. <laughs> trying to give some of us a revelation. We got an attitude. We mad because God didn't do it last night or last year or last week. You got to have a revelation and say, hey, even now, Jesus, whatever you asked of the Father, he will do it. Anybody believe that? Shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. So she says, I know that even now. Now, notice something. The tragedy did not destroy her faith. Lazarus died, but her faith was still alive. There it is. You got to make sure you don't bury your faith with your Lazarus. Because a lot of people quit believing because of disappointment. Well, I prayed for so-and-so, and my mom was this, and my, mom, my dad was that, and, and it didn't happen. That don't mean you can't believe again, even now. Martha lost Lazarus, but she didn't lose her faith. That's it right there. You can lose some stuff but still have faith. You can be disappointed but still have faith. You can hurt and still have faith. You can have to go in the hospital and still have faith. You can deal with divorce but still have some faith. Hallelujah. Even now, you got the power, Lord, to do a great work. 
Well, what's he going to do? He's dead. There was hope up until he died, up until he took his last breath. Now it's over. It ain't never over until God says it's over. So instead of her faith being buried and dying, now here's what God's challenging us with this morning. Instead of it being buried, he's challenging us to let him resurrect our faith. Amen? So, so don't let it die. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let your faith die. Let, uh-oh, this is going to be hard, some of you. Instead of letting it weaken and die, let it shift gear. You ever, you ever drove a straight shift? And, and if you got it in, in, in a low gear and you're buckling and, and need to change gears and it's a rough ride and you need to go up to another gear and you that's the way a lot of folks' life is. Your only problem is you need to change gears. Oh, when you go into that next gear, that thing smooths out and you go on down the road. Can I get somebody in here to change gears? Don't you stay in the same gear. God is saying shift gears. Amen. You got to know God can do anything. God is still on the throne. And here's what you got to understand. God can do great things. I still believe God can do great things. I still believe God's going to do something with your daughter running up and down the street. I still believe God's going to save that son. I still believe God's going to heal your body. Jamie, know what? I still believe God's not through with you. But God, you're going to stop using that walker, and you're going to be not, not, not like you were, better and stronger than you ever were. Hallelujah. Wayne, you're sitting over here today, and you went through all kinds of hell with that cancer, but you're stronger, better, more anointed than you were when you, oh, I want somebody to help me. You go through it, but you come out better. Somebody shout, I've been through it, but I come out better. Hallelujah. You just heard a sermon by Pastor Jeff Pruer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God in Henderson, North Carolina. For more information about this church, or if you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at freedomlifecog.org.